anybody who's listening right now and you feel like you are absolutely stuck and you're suffering day in and day out, getting the exact same results, feeling the exact same way, thinking the exact same thoughts, I want you to make a decision right now that what you're doing is not working. You do not need to go on one more moment thinking, feeling, behaving, and getting these same results. So that's where it starts. Mm -hmm. And I want to just also come alongside of you. and, And when you believe that you've just made a decision, notice how that belief makes you feel. Right there, you have gained a glimmer of control. You made that decision. Welcome to the Imperfectly Empowered Podcast with DIY healthy lifestyle blogger, Anna Fulmer, empowering you to transform your life one imperfect day at a time. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Imperfectly Empowered Podcast. I'm your host, Anna Fulmer. Today we have Tracy Plushcourt on the show. Tracy is the founder of Self Made You, a health coaching curriculum that empowers men and women to develop their self-control in order to overcome excess and live holistically well. It is such a cool concept, and I'm excited to bring her here to share her expertise on managing your thoughts, feelings, and actions around weight loss in order to thrive. Welcome, health coach Tracy. Hello. Hi. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you just fine. Great. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. This is so fun. I loved as I was diving into your stuff. I really enjoyed the twist. I feel like you're unique in your space in that you're really targeting the concept of self-control because it's like fat. Fat's become the new F word. You know, self-control is like another one of those words that everyone's like, ah, let's make it sound a lot prettier. (laughs) Right. Yeah. But at the end of the day, that's really, that's really it. I totally agree. I totally agree. And it seems to really resonate with my clients. I do a group coaching call every Wednesday and I have like a formula where we can very visually see. I mean, I have it like on the big boards next to me that I, I, oh, work, yes. I work out their thoughts like as yeah. if it's a math problem so that they yeah. can very clearly see. And so when we get to like what kind of feeling is it that you want to be generating? Yeah. Every one of my clients now is like control. Mm-hmm. And so it feels like a God thing because it has all just totally come together. And my clients yeah. are getting so much success with recognizing how they can generate that from yeah. within. There's a yeah. actions, of course, that you have to do that lead to that. But without that, you're left feeling frustrated, overwhelmed, yeah. out of control and anxious. Yeah. Yeah. Anxious. Yeah. And that's leading to all these results. So I appreciate you saying that because often I wonder if I'm able to effectively get that point across that mm. and control and self-control are two different things, you know, so mm-hmm. that's uh, also mm-hmm. something worth mentioning. So anyhow, thank you. Yeah. No, it's so true. And I think even before we dive into your story and expertise, I think it's a great thing to point out what you just said to open it up that self-control is literally the ability to control you. Yeah. Your actions, your thoughts, the way you respond to something. Control is where, especially as women, we really get into trouble because now that concept is, well, we want to control everything else. 
Exactly. <laughs> Circumstances. And we can't. But when you start with yourself, I think it is amazing how it actually becomes a little easier yes. to then let go of control as we develop self-control. It's an interesting. Yeah. And I kind of think of control as an action. And I think of self-control as a feeling. Mm-hmm. So when we're doing my math, mm-hmm. there's a very clear distinction where control, trying to be really grippy and trying to control circumstances leads to negative results. But when you feel self-control, that leads to the results that you actually want, whether that's a goal, whether that's solving a problem. So yeah, they're very, very different. I love it. I'm excited to dive into this and we will you know, hang in there. We'll talk about the math, the mind math. I love this. We, one of the things that you mention on your site and a lot of different places, you talk about this idea of getting to the root cause, this concept of an unmanaged brain, which is exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And learning how to intentionally manage what you think, how you feel, and then ultimately how you respond. Exactly. You mentioned in your story, the student kind of became the teacher. Share a little bit of your own journey and how you got to this place and the realization of, oh, self-control is really what it comes down to. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So I started my career in the advertising world and it was a phenomenal place to kind of cut my teeth and really understand myself better. Mm. And what I recognized was there was a lot of stress. There was a lot of frustration. There was a lot of overwhelm. I was operating from thoughts like, I'm not doing it right. I should be further. I need to be doing this. And those kind of thoughts were making me feel out of control. I felt ill-equipped. I felt like a fraud. Like, you know, I was getting the promotions and I was climbing the ladder and I'm thinking, who the hell am I to be at this level? And so it was through experience that I did finally understand that it's the way I'm feeling. That's the root cause. That's what's driving all of my actions that eventually lead to the experiences, the results that I'm having. And so it was really connecting those dots. And it started 20 years ago and had a better understanding of what it meant to manage my mind. Of course, I would have gotten different results, but it absolutely would not have led me to where I'm at today Mm. with this ability to teach so many people this self-control operating system. And it's Mm. so simple. And that even gets in our way because a lot of us have thoughts about simple. We think a big change, especially a life change should be hard. And so simple is like, it puts on the brakes, but it really is simple and it's all within you. You just need to know how to tap into it. So I do think of myself as the student. I have tons of experience of getting results that I didn't want. And now operating with this new way of managing my mind, I get a lot of results that I do want. And so now I go on to teach that. And I realize that, you know, on Maslow's hierarchy of needs, the very Mm -hmm. tippy tippy top that all of us are really wanting to become is self-actualized. You know, it's really like living out your purpose. And so it has become very clear to me, that's what I'm doing. I have this ability to teach these concepts to people who really are hungry for them. 
And they too want to become self-actualized. They too mm-hmm. want to impact other people's lives and live out their purpose. So I also have a platform for that. Like I have a program now called student teacher. Mm-hmm. And so I teach them how to teach what it is that they've learned and teach other people how to apply it, not just gain all this insight, like literally how do you apply it in your life? Yeah. Because that's hugely, hugely important. Yeah. You talked a little bit about the thoughts that were resulting in the struggle that you experienced early on. Talk a little bit about what it was that you were feeling. Cause I, I think sometimes part of our struggle is even identifying what we're feeling. It's like, yeah. we don't see the results we want. We're frustrated. We feel stuck. We feel like there's probably more, and yet we can't even really verbalize what we're feeling that is resulting in those thoughts. Yeah. So just talk to me a little bit about taking a sort of a rewind and digging into it. Give examples of, you know, how were you feeling and then how were you seeing that translate negatively? Did you know that family travel has the incredible power to shape our children's worldview and create lasting memories? In a world where representation is often lacking, it's essential for our children to see themselves reflected in every aspect of life, including the stories we tell about travel. Introducing the Travel of Legacy podcast, where we're rewriting the script by celebrating the diverse voices of black and brown family travelers. Each episode of Travel of Legacy is a testament to the enriching power and the joy of exploration in black and brown communities. So journey with us and subscribe now. Yeah. Well, so if I recognized a feeling of, you know, maybe being a fraud or ill-equipped or I think... And an example of that, would that be like, for example, you're seeing somebody else in a position like yours, you have these leadership opportunities and you're getting these promotions, you see somebody else in a similar position. And is that what's causing you to have this sense of, well, she's got it all together. I don't, I shouldn't be here. Like expand a little bit on that sense of what's causing that. Yeah. So what is very inherent within all of us is this like narrative. It comes from what I call your primitive brain, but it's a very judgmental narrative. So it's constantly judging you, (laughs) judging other people and judging circumstances. And so without understanding that that is a function of your primitive brain, and it really is can be used as like this alarm or this alert that there's work to be done. Like you can clean that thought up and really feel different without that awareness. Then you're just feeling very judgmental about yourself, about Mm -hmm. your coworkers and about the place that you're working or the project that you're working on. And you then create like this saboteuring type result. So I was qualified but I was thinking that I wasn't, I'm watching, I'm looking at the lives through the lens of an outsider. Obviously I have no idea what other people, you know, are thinking or feeling or doing. I'm looking through this lens of an outsider going, yeah, they have it all together. And I know differently about myself. Mm -hmm. And now I've just layered on shame on top of that judgment. So now it's this compounded emotion that I'm feeling like I have to keep to myself, which just compounds this 
kind of, I think that a lot of executives deal with imposter syndrome. And that's why is because that judgment that is very inherent within us that we all have is really hijacking you. And Mm -hmm. so the antidote to that is to A, understand that it's a normal function of your primitive brain, B, work on being more aware of when that shows up and use it as a like a trigger to go in there and start cleaning up those thoughts. Otherwise, what's going to unfold is results that you don't like. I'm not saying that you can't feel like an imposter or feel... Sure you know, shame and not create achievements. You can, you absolutely can. But the question might be miserable. (laughs) Exactly. What's the journey going to look like? Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I would say big picture, you know, we can all relate to people who we think have it all yet. Mm -hmm. They're depressed yet. They're Mm -hmm. suicidal, right? They have high achievements by most people's standards. But what's the journey look like? What is the day in, day out emotional state of that person, right? Right. So we need to be way more aware of like, how do we want to be achieving? How do we want to be living our life? Like, what are the emotions that we want to drive our actions? Mm -hmm. And that choice is very real. You do mm-hmm. have a choice, and but you have to understand how to tap in to those inherent like opportunities within you yeah. that looks like asking yourself high quality questions. I call it yeah. self-coaching, but it's asking yourself high quality questions. To your point, what is it that I'm feeling right now in this very moment? Mm-hmm. Why am I feeling that way? That's going to reveal the belief or the thought. Yeah. It's emotional about. intelligence, really. You're tapping yeah. into emotional intelligence, which is something Absolutely. people have no clue how to do or even what it is to result in emotional health, which then has a direct correlation, as you're saying, on your mental health, which then, of course, affects your behavior. Yeah. And um, all of your outcomes, all of your right. results. And then exactly, and exactly like what you said, then how you experience the quality of that life. (laughs) You might be successful, but if you're miserable, then what? Yeah, what are you doing? (laughs) Right, exactly. Right. Um, So I love to teach that that concept to younger people because not that I feel like I could have achieved more or I regret the path that I'm on. I just really appreciate optimizing life at a younger age. Absolutely. Yeah. And what I really like kind of start to get bent over, it's like, I wish that this was part of the curriculum in formal education. I feel like this is a huge... Emotional intelligence, behavioral health, all of these concepts, 100%. Like we're learning trigonometry and yet kids have no idea how to regulate their feelings. Exactly. Amen. Amen. 100%. Yes. Or do their taxes. Can we talk about that for a second? Look, me like way too old till I figured out what the heck taxes look like. Yeah. Right. Well, anyways, (laughs) 100%. We are going to take a quick break, but when we come back, stay tuned. We're going to play a speed round of this or that with Tracy, get to know her a little bit better. And then we are going to dive into her expert advice. We're going to unpack the mind math. And then specifically, we're going to dive into one area of health. We're going to talk about this physical health and how you can start to correlate something as weight loss, for example, and how what you think affects the results that you want. We're going to talk about all that right when we come back. You have tried it all. 
Worried you will never lose the extra weight or reclaim the energy you once enjoyed? Want to achieve fat loss without spending hours in a gym or eliminating entire food groups from your diet? Well, now you can. In the virtual Faster Way to Fat Loss with Anna, my six-week fitness and nutrition program, you will learn how to pair effective 30-minute workouts with all-natural evidence-based nutritional strategies to leverage what you eat and when you eat to reset your metabolism and burn fat fast, even that stubborn belly fat. I am a dual certified nurse practitioner passionate about teaching sustainable strategies to promote fat loss and prevent disease. I have cheered on thousands of clients who have done just that with the Faster Way program. In my six-week program, the average client currently sheds seven inches of body fat. 93% report more energy and 89% state that their mental health has improved. 100% of clients report they feel this program is sustainable. Curious to try the program but not sure if the strategies will work for you? Try the Faster Way strategies for free. Head to www.hammersandhugs.com and sign up for my free seven-day fat loss accelerator course today and start your own transformation story. We are back here with Tracy. All right, Tracy, this or that, two options, no stress, whatever comes to mind first. Would you rather chocolate or vanilla? Chocolate. Where's the best chocolate you've ever had? Are you like a big chocolate girl or just in general you would? It's always chocolate with something. So I'm a huge okay. chocolate butter, chocolate and caramel, like mm. chocolate nougat. Like, so yeah, I, I love chocolate, but I think I especially love it like mixed with some of my other favorite yeah. ingredients. <laughs> yeah, I totally get that. That's me with baked goods. Like I like pie, but if there's no vanilla ice cream to put on top, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I need something else with it. Would you rather be a ninja or a pirate? Oh, ninja for sure. Yeah. I like their clean, like concise, very decisive. Yeah. Like actions. So yeah. Yeah. yeah I that's still one of my I say this every time. It's on my to-do list. I would love to do like Krav Maga or mm-hmm. jujitsu or something. I think it'd be so fun. Yeah. Hopefully I won't ever need to use it, but it'd be nice right, to know. Exactly. Well, on the same vein of sweets, candy or baked goods. <laughs> well, baked goods, but I also, I, you know, I have done a lot of studying on metabolic science, so I know yeah. what <laughs> sugar and flour does to you metabolically. So hard to have a good baked good without sugar and flour. <laughs> That's amen to that. Yes. I won't even try a baked good without sugar or flour. Yeah. Would you rather run in the woods or lift in the gym? Run in the woods. Yeah, for sure. I love, I love getting out into nature. Are you a runner? I was at one time in my mm-hmm. life, I did a lot of like 5Ks and a lot of half mm-hmm. marathons, but my knees did not love that. So now I yeah. walk, I walk an hour every single day. Yeah. And I love that. And, you know, I think that there's so many benefits to just walking as, as long Absolutely. as you're you know, mindful of getting your heart rate up and things like that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I loved the value add that running gave me. I ha- I always would get that runner's high and I loved yeah. it. So I, yeah. I do miss that, but I don't miss the achy joints. Yeah. Well, I think you just gave a perfect example of avoiding the all or nothing mentality. Just I hear this so often, people who ran for years and then they can't anymore. And it's just like they've given everything. Speed walk, 
get outside. It is hard when you loved running and then you can't. I get that. But follow Tracy's example. (laughs) So we talked a little bit about this before the break, but talk to us about the self-control operating system, this concept of mind math, ultimately how you need to tap into what you think about something or feel about something. And you know, for everyone listening and watching, those of you that have not met me before, maybe you're meeting me for the first time because you love Tracy and you're here to listen to more of her. But health in my definition, and as should be in everyone's, is multidimensional. And what I love about Tracy is she's touching on so many different areas of your health, but it is five parts and it's emotional, mental, physical, social, and spiritual. So what we're really tapping into is helping you connect the dots and why I'm having her focus on the connection with weight loss is helping you see how the way that you feel, which translates to the way that you think, behaves results in behavior, and that can actually affect your results, like weight loss. Yeah. So that's what we're correlating here, and I'll give it over to Tracy. So talk to me about step number one. Where are people starting in this journey? Yeah. So I would say it starts with a decision that what you're currently doing is not working. Mm -hmm. And I think that for most people, it takes too long. There is so much unnecessary suffering happening because they're not making a decision that what they are doing isn't working. So anybody who's listening right now and you feel like you are absolutely stuck and you're suffering day in and day out, getting the exact same results, feeling the exact same way, thinking the exact same thoughts, I want you to make a decision right now that what you're doing is not working. You do not need to go on one more moment thinking, feeling, behaving, and getting these same results. So that's where it starts. And I want to just also come alongside of you. And when you believe that you've just made a decision, notice how that belief makes you feel right there. You have gained a glimmer of control. You made that decision. So now what? We want to operate from a place of feeling control, not feeling out of control. Mm -hmm. Think about every other attempt to lose weight. You've probably gone into it feeling out of control. That feeling is going to lead to actions that are not going to be sustainable. Mm -hmm. You might walk in to the neighborhood weight loss clinic and they're going to hand you a list of things to do and you're feeling out of control and you're like, yep, I'm all in. Check, 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 check. But if the feeling of out of control is driving those actions, those actions are not going to be sustainable. So you Mm -hmm. might lose the weight, but I promise you, you'll be right back to where you're at today Mm -hmm. because it's not sustainable. You have to be believing, you have to be operating from a place of control, like a place of self-control, operating from the belief that I and managing my own mind. I'm equipped Mm -hmm. to keep generating this feeling of self-control. Yeah. It's a confidence issue. Really? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Feeling the confidence that that I can sustain this. I will sustain this. (laughs) Right. And you know, your human brain loves to look for evidence. So you are going to be in this battle, but don't forget about the 10 other failed attempts, right? And it's so it's looking for all of this evidence because your primitive brain wants to be right. 
Yeah. That basically leads to the second step. You make the decision and now you are in like that learning mode. You need to learn what got you to where you're at. And most people are going to think, oh, it's overeating, it's lack of control, it's those cookies or the wine or whatever that Mm -hmm. I just can't say no to. But it's deeper than that. There's a root cause. Yes, those are all symptoms. But the root cause is that you are believing that you're broken, that this is just the way you're meant to be, that Mm -hmm. you are unable to achieve permanent weight loss. Like that's what we have to tackle. Like that's the root cause. And so Mm -hmm. I teach neuroscience Mm -hmm. because it all Mm -hmm. goes right back to the three pounds that everybody should be worried about. It's the organ, the brain that resides between your ears. That's what you need to understand that it's comprised of two parts, the primitive part that's meant to keep you alive, that offers you narratives that are very fear-based. That's it's protective. What- it's basically keeping, exactly. like you just said, yeah, it's a self-protective. Yeah. But most people don't know that. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> they believe right. it. They believe yeah. all of those you should have, you shouldn't yeah. have, right? All is this part of your self-operating system? Like, is this where you're pooling people from the beginning? Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. So the self-control operating system, the emphasis is on self <laughs> yeah. because this is all within you. You just have never been taught this. That's not your fault either. Like, again, (laughs) that goes Mm -hmm. back to formal education, often Mm -hmm. Western education. Like, it's a void in our curriculum. So I'm here. I'm going to teach it to anybody who wants to learn it. And so, yes, the S of S-E-L-F, we emphasize the self. S is self-coaching. It's asking yourself high-quality questions. It's really better understanding what got you here. It's a lack of Mm. knowledge. So I'm going to start with the neuroscience and that might sound complicated, but it's actually pretty simple. It makes perfect sense when you understand that you've just been believing those thoughts that have been offered to you by your primitive brain that's trying to keep you safe in a not very dangerous environment, right? Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. it's intention to keep you safe actually ends up sabotaging you. If you don't know how to manage those thoughts to really like call them out for what they are. Okay. I get it. You're trying to keep me safe. I'm really not in any danger. So I'm not going to believe that thought. Mm -hmm. I'm going to actually operate from thoughts that come from my prodigy brain, the other part of your brain. A lot of neuroscience scientists would call it your prefrontal cortex. That's the part of your brain that operates with intention it actually, you can decide what it is that you want to think and feel, but you got to be operating from that part of your brain, not operating by the default primitive brain. Mm -hmm. So how do you do that? You ask yourself questions. You're able to question the thinking that you're noticing. You have a heightened sense of awareness. So there's there are steps within self-coaching that we mm-hmm. teach mm-hmm. that really makes it quite simple. The E in SELF is eliminating obstacles. So you've already touched on it. It's like, if your goal is to lose weight, you're probably going to want to eliminate or at least limit the baked goods that sit on your counter right. all day, every day, you know, mm-hmm. because the mm-hmm. primitive part of your brain is going to be saying, you better eat that before it goes away. 
right? Mm-hmm. Or before somebody else eats it or before. And you guys back. apply whatever you want here. I put weight loss in just because I'm giving something that she can correlate to, but maybe you're over drinking. Maybe you're drinking too much alcohol, which is also going to correlate with weight loss. Maybe it's a calendar issue. Maybe you are one of the people that cannot say no to anything. And so your calendar is just to- like whatever it is an excess in your life that is resulting in that negative sense of exhaustion and overwhelm. Plug it in here. Right. <laughs> whatever right. it is. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to point that out. <laughs> that's such a good point. Yeah. The self-control operating system has unlimited applications. Right. It works right. under any circumstance. I don't care who you are. I don't care how young or how old or what demographic, what your status is. This is applicable to absolutely everything. So So eliminate the obstacles. Get rid of the extra drink. Say no. uh, Yep, exactly. Like those people that are really working on their over drinking habits, Mm -hmm. you know, one of the most obvious obstacles is the invitation to happy hour. Right. And I can speak with 100% authority on this because I was able to overcome years of over drinking. Mm-hmm. And I thought that just saying no to that invitation, again, just notice how the judgmental part of my primitive brain shows up. They're going to think that there's something wrong with me. They're going to think that mm-hmm. I think I have a problem. They're going to think that, or I'm going to start believing that I don't fit in anymore or that there is something wrong with me if I just decline those invitations. Mm-hmm. But wouldn't that be the obvious thing to do if you want to avoid over drinking? Right now, at this stage, your prodigy brain is not strong enough to like allow those thoughts, the intentional thoughts to drive behaviors. So we want to support what it is that you most want by eliminating some of the most obvious obstacles. It doesn't mean that you'll never accept an invitation to happy hour. It means just right now, while you're working on strengthening your prodigy brain, we're going to eliminate some of the obvious obstacles. Mm-hmm. So I, the E, eliminate the obstacles that you can see and the ones you can't see. So the ones you can't see are those saboteur narratives that are coming from your primitive brain. So I teach, what do they sound like? What do they look like? So that when they happen, you notice it. Like Mm -hmm. you can't fight the enemy you can't see. So I'm going to teach you, there's 10 saboteur narratives. The judge is the primary. (laughs) He's Mm -hmm. with you all the time, but he has nine accomplices. And so I'm going to teach you what they sound like, what they look like, and you will absolutely identify those quite quickly. And they, quite honestly, they kind of attach themselves to your personal strengths. So for me, one of my saboteurs is the hyperachiever. And a lot of people would be like, oh, isn't that nice? I'd love to have a saboteur that's a hyperachiever. Not really, because tapped, it kind of attached itself to that strength of like Mm -hmm. overachieving, like really always going after my goals. That is a strength of mine. But when it's overused and abused, it starts to get me results that I don't like. I start attaching my self worth to accomplishments. 
So when I don't accomplish things, and I'm just going to kind of go back to that, that example of the people that we sometimes admire that are in the spotlight, this is it. Mm-hmm. They are these hype, they're operating from those hyper achiever narratives where they think that their self-worth is directly connected to their achievements. Mm-hmm. And if they don't hit the mark, now they're all of a sudden unworthy and they don't know how to handle that. They don't know how to cope with that. So it's an, it's a self-expectation then. I mean, I think it's why so many people have these mental breakdowns when they experience so much success Exactly, is now suddenly you have this exposure to potentially thousands or millions of people who are following you and have fallen in love with you because you've achieved something because there's something, whether it be your first record label or your first movie or your first program of success that's changed thousands of whatever lives. Now, suddenly you are here and there's this self expectation that now I have to stay here or I have to do something else. Now I have to raise the bar even higher. And so it's a sense of grace. It's like you see somebody from afar and you see this quote unquote success. And it's hard to imagine that, you know what, they're just human. (laughs) The the base struggles are the exact same as mine. It's just now their struggles are on a platform for millions of people, thousands of people to see. So I absolutely tapping into everyone's strengths will ultimately become your enemy and weakness too. Yep. If you don't manage your mind. Right. And so that leads to the L, the S-E-L-F. The L is leveraging your prodigy brain strengths. So understanding that you do have those two parts of your brain. By default, we're going to operate from our primitive brain. You do have inherent strengths that can be accessed through your prodigy brain. They look like empathy to your Mm -hmm. point. They look like discovery, really like looking at the circumstance, looking at your thoughts, looking at your feelings kind of through the lens or through that 10,000 foot view. How else could I look at this circumstance? What Mm -hmm. else might be going on? Because you're operating from your primitive brain. You're very laser focused. Mm -hmm. You are like in lock with the belief that it's the truth and it's a lie. 99% of the time, what your primitive brain is offering you is a lie. It's very fear-based and it has you reacting. So that strength of discovery allows you to like really kind of look through this lens about like what else might be going on. Innovate is another strength that you can access through your prodigy brain. Like coming up with new ways of thinking, new ways of behaving. It's really like instead of being really black and white, like what is the third option here? Mm -hmm. Navigate. That strength allows you to tap into your values. It has you making decisions, taking those next best steps through what it is that you value most. Mm -hmm. And then activate is that fifth strength that you can access through your prodigy brain. And that brings up kind of that ninja-like warrior, that Jedi, where they're very concise, they're very calm, they're very convicted in what it is that they believe, and they take immediate action. Mm -hmm. So those five strengths are within all of us. You just have to understand how to tap into them. So leveraging your prodigy brain strengths is the L of self. And then finally, forging intentional results. If you aren't forging intentional results, then you are running on default 
you're running on autopilot and you're creating results that, you know, are just kind of left to chance. And in Mm -hmm. retrospect, you might be like, yeah, that was pretty good. Or it could be disastrous. And so if you've got goals like weight loss goals, you want to be forging intentional results. And so we teach people how to shift from the primitive to the prodigy brain. Like what kind of supports are there that you can lean into that help you access those strengths? And so, and those just look like mindfulness techniques. A lot of us know of them, but we don't actually practice them. And when you're being intentional, like you're actually planning so that you show up and you do, and you do imperfectly. Mm -hmm. Like you don't allow the primitive brain to say, don't start this because you don't know how to do it perfectly. Mm -hmm. Like, oh no, no, no. We embrace it. We do it knowing that it's going to be imperfect because we are a human being. Right. Yeah. Amen. How does your mind math concept fit into this self-control development? Yeah. So that is a tool that I teach my clients how to use when they're self-coaching. So the S that gotcha. The S in self. Okay. Is self-coaching. And I offer a tool that really brings to light what it is that you're thinking from your primitive brain Hmm. and how to think to create kind of a playbook to try to create like the steps, the best practices to getting what you want by operating from your prodigy brain. So it's Mm. very visual, like thoughts and feelings, we can't see them. Yeah. So they feel very chaotic. It feels very overwhelming. So the mind math is literally, it's a math formula that really brings it to light so that you can clearly see what I'm thinking is making me feel this, that has me reacting in this way, creating this result. And then you can't argue it. Like, again, our brain wants evidence. Here you go. This is the evidence. This is literally your lived experience. So that's how I retain my clients for as long as I do, because the proof is like right there. There's no denying it. When you have it on paper and you see it in black and white, oh my God, this is why I've never been able to lose weight because I've been operating from this thought that's been making me feel this way. It's a mind blowing like experience. Mm-hmm. And then we use the exact same formula. We use the exact same circumstance, but we decide how we're going to think and feel to get the result that we want. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's a tool. It's like the million dollar tool that a lot of my clients can do it just like in the moment, they don't have to sit down. Right. Cause they practice, write it and, out. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah. yeah, practicing, you know, any sort of change requires. Do you offer that tool? I'm trying to remember. I do. Is it's that... on my website. Totally free. Yep. Yeah. I thought so. So we're going to make sure that that is included in the show notes. It is her mind math formula. And all you have to do is just put your email in and she will send that to you. And yep. then, so somebody is getting this, this formula. When do you recommend they do it? Like, is there a moment when they're maybe having one of those thoughts or one of those feelings around whatever goal, whatever excess you're trying to create more control in your life? Yeah. Like, when is the best time to get that out and be like, okay, I'm doing this right now? Yeah. 
<laughs> well, I would say once you really recognize what's driving your results, yeah. it becomes very like <laughs> addictive. Like I get kind of obsessed with it. I could sit here and do mind math all day long. And yeah. saying that is huge because I was a horrible math student. <laughs> but it, there's moments where it literally drops me to my knees when I recognize how much of my life I've been operating from a thought that yeah. did not serve me. It's give just, me if you're able to do this on. I'm putting her on the spot here. Go through mind math with an example of like a client that we don't name or whatever. When it comes to weight loss, just for example, like give me an example of the mind math. Yeah, formula. Yeah. So I had a client yesterday who she's been with me for a couple years, and she actually hit her goal weight, and she has maintained it. But that doesn't mean that she's sliding down rainbows all day, Mm -hmm. every day. Now, Mm -hmm. she still has a primitive brain. And so it's so important that this becomes part of our daily practice so Mm -hmm. that you stay aware of when these thoughts like he's trying to sabotage me was her thought. Her husband would bring home her favorite meal from their takeout local restaurant and he would bring it home kind of late. She was already making like intentional plans about what she was going to eat during the day. And then he would come in and bring her her favorite meal. And he, her thought was he's trying to sabotage me, which made her feel frustrated, Mm. which then had her like shutting down. She would stop communicating with him. She would beat herself up with more negative self-talk that looked like you should be further than this. You should know better. You shouldn't be feeling this urge to eat that, Mm -hmm. which just like starts to compound the suffering. Ultimately, she eats it. And then she goes to bed, beating herself up, using that as evidence that she's broken, Mm -hmm. right? So ultimately, she's sabotaging herself. Mm -hmm. That thought he's trying to sabotage me becomes her result, but it's ultimately her primitive brain is sabotaging her because she's just not managing it. But good news, (laughs) she showed up for the call. So good for her. Good for you, wherever you are. Well done. Well done one day at a time. (laughs) Yeah, we could clearly see you're not broken. Nothing. So what's the first part of the mind math? Like what's the very first thing that somebody's writing down? Yeah. So I usually just try to get the circumstance, like circumstances. So the self-control operating system is interesting because I think I really do capture people when I say I can teach you how to create self-control, especially for those people who are like really grippy and they love to control things. Mm -hmm. Right. They're Mm -hmm. like, all right, I'm all in. Well, you stop trying to control circumstances, Mm -hmm. other people, right? Events, things people say, you stop controlling those things because they're outside of your control. You're Mm -hmm. never going to control another person or what they say or what they think, right? You can control what you think and feel about that circumstance and it changes everything. Now you are experiencing self-control, which drives completely different behaviors than if you're operating from a thought that they should not be saying that he should not be bringing that home. Mm-hmm. Does that makes sense. So it yeah. all starts with the circumstance. The circumstance. Hand. Yeah. Because I want, mm-hmm. I want clients to be very specific because this is a math formula and it will, the, 
the more specific you are, the harder it's going to work for you. The result is going to be way more powerful for you. So I want a very specific circumstance and we're going to work on the prodigy mind math using that exact same circumstance. Because I don't teach people how to change or how to control circumstances because I know those are outside of our control. Those could look like a medical diagnosis. That can look like the dollar amount in your bank account today. That can look like the number on the scale today. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Whatever's revealed to you just is, Right. right? It's a fact. It exists. We cannot control that, but we can control how we think about that circumstance. Mm -hmm. So where does it start? Being really clear about what what it is we're working on, because Mm -hmm. we have 60,000 plus thoughts a day. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So you could be doing 60,000 of these formulas a day, but most people will be thinking about the mind math when they recognize that they're actually feeling something unwanted, like frustration, overwhelm. Yeah. Yeah. Like an uncomfortable emotion of some sort is when you're probably going to tap into this. Okay. Why am I feeling this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's where it's, you know, the power is really brought forward. But I often I'll have my clients do it when they're feeling like top of the world because, you know, they're in a different, like it's like a reverse psychology. Okay. Now what did I do that's resulting in this Mm -hmm. feeling? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it really is math. It's, you can't deny that this is your experience. I happen to be a very visual learner. So Mm -hmm. that's why I've chosen to go this route with Mm -hmm. teaching these concepts. There's a lot of other ways. There's so many amazing, you know, clinical psychology and, and cognitive behavioral therapy and a lot of other coaches that have great techniques out there. This just happens to be the technique that has worked for me and hundreds of my clients that I get a lot of traction from. And so this is the way I like to teach it, but Mm -hmm. very visual, very simplified. We take that exact same circumstance of the husband bringing home her favorite meal and we pop that into the circumstance line of the mind math formula. And then I would ask her, how do you want to feel about that? Mm. How do you want to feel about that? And she's like, I want to feel indifferent or I want to feel grateful. And she's like, I can't even imagine feeling that way because he's, he does this to me all the time. You know, so again, mm. right there, she's, it's the primitive brain. It's the judge offering her a lot of thoughts. And it's like, okay, so if you want to feel in control, indifferent, neutral about it, what would you have to be thinking? And now we've slown this whole process down and it's got her thinking in a different way. Maybe he has no idea of the struggle that she goes through when he brings that home. Maybe he just wants to do something nice for her, right? There's so many possibilities, but when she's so laser focused operating from her primitive brain, she won't see it. Mm -hmm. And once she starts to feel calm because she's believing another option, she's tapped into that prodigy brain. Now her actions look entirely different. She's very likely to put that meal in the fridge and eat it tomorrow and be Mm -hmm. super grateful that it's there tomorrow. Mm. And she goes to bed patting herself on the back, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. feeling totally different. I love that. Share with people one where they can find you and then two, the different things that you offer, you know, within your model for people interested in how you're applying this for your clients. Yes. Okay. So go to www.self-made you, just the letter you.com. And we have all sorts of 
free resources. March 15th, we have a program. It's called Mind Over Matter and is going to really take you step-by-step through Mm -hmm. the self-control operating system. So by downloading one of our other offers, you'll get onto our mailing list and you can sign up for that program down the road. But we offer programs called Change Your Mind programs, and they're very specific to problems that I think a lot of Americans (laughs) deal with, like overeating, over drinking. I have a lot of international clients as well, but Mm. it's so interesting how our culture operates. And so I obviously being domestic, I have a lot of programming that really focuses on the problems that I've experienced and the goals Mm. that I've achieved. So I feel like the expert in that. So I've developed programming. So these change your mind programs are 10 week programs that really take a deep dive and they very specifically apply the self-control operating system to that problem or goal. So we've got one on habits. We've got one on relationships. We've got mind and body, which is ends in a lot of weight loss mm-hmm. <laughs> and metabolic mm-hmm. fitness, entrepreneurship, professional growth. I work with a lot of teams and a mm-hmm. lot of executives as well. So performance at the both the personal and professional level. That's amazing. You definitely want to go check that out. Of course, the link will be on the show notes. And Tracy, I it's so fun. I love what you're doing. And I just pray God's blessing over your heart, your home, your business, everything you're doing, you're changing lives. It's awesome. And it's a blessing to have you here. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Imperfectly Empowered Podcast. I would love to hear your thoughts from today. Head to your preferred podcasting platform and give the show an honest review and let me know what you think. Remember, you cannot be redefined, only redeveloped one imperfect day at a time. Your story matters and you are loved.